We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's game day. The regular season, it is finally here. The NBA is kicking things off tonight with 76ers versus Celtics and Warriors versus Lakers. Can't wait. I'm Trevor Lane, joined by Keith Smith. As always, Keith, this is you said it to me before we went on air. You said you were like a little kid on Christmas. <laughs> you woke up early, couldn't go back to sleep. This This is like, it's like Christmas morning for us here. It really is. I woke up at 5.30, and immediately my mind started racing, thinking about basketball. And then I was like, I should go back to bed for a little bit. Didn't happen. I got up and immediately just started working. I'm beyond excited. I can't wait. Now Now I need to find a way to work a nap in at some point. Otherwise, I'm I'm probably not going to make it to the end of Warriors-Lakers. But it won't be the first time I've uh, uh, missed a you know, third or fourth quarter while falling asleep in the recliner or on the couch. So, you know, it is what it is here on the East Coast. Those late late games are a little rough. But but I'm super excited, man. It's opening day, kind of, right? Because it's, it's opening day for four teams. So, right. You know, our two teams are playing, so we're obviously super. That's psyched, all that matters. But, you know, the big the big opening day is tomorrow, which is always a fun day too. That's that's like the league pass opening day, right? When you're flipping around league pass and everything. Speaking of which, for any, I've been I've been reminding people of this on my Substack, which you guys can go check out trevorlane.substack.com. Cheap plug there, but league pass way cheaper this year than mm-hmm. ever before. It's like sixty percent cheaper. So yeah. if you've ever wanted to watch all the basketball, I know we've talked about it, but if you ever want to watch all the basketball, now is your chance. Great opportunity to get League Pass without having to spend a fortune to get it. So highly recommend that you guys check it out. And then and then you can watch basketball guilt free. You don't have to be that person that's, you know, stealing illegal streams or anything like that. Truth. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about viruses and everything else Correct. that tend to come along with uh, those shady uh, streams from, from other li- li- parts unknown, right? Isn't that the wrestling term? That, parts you know, unknown. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that's where those come out of. But yeah. So today um, we're just going to kind of whip through some, some stuff, uh, got a couple pieces of news that, that broke after we finished recording yesterday, then we're going to get into some injury uh, conversation, just guys who are out to at least start the regular season. And then uh, at the end of the show, if you stick around, we're going to give you our uh, predictions for a couple of individual awards and those kind of things going into the year 
That's right. That's right. Everybody, make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to get some more reviews in there as well, if you wouldn't mind tossing us a five-star rating. And then uh, a review. Just write us a little message about what you like about the show, uh, maybe what you don't like about the show. If there's something that you'd like to see added to the show, I guess I shouldn't say don't like. But if you see something that you want added to the show, put that in there in the review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We would certainly appreciate that. But let's kick things off. Keith, you mentioned it. There were there was a bit of news. We went through all the rookie extensions in yesterday's show, and it looked like we even mentioned it. DeAndre Hunter was not going to be among the players who got an extension. And then like two hours after the buzzer, it comes out that he actually did agree to an extension with the Atlanta Hawks. Four-year deal, uh, $95 million, as I recall off the top of my head. What are we thinking about this, this extension? I... I First, I think it's just fine for a, a wing player of his of his caliber. Man, uh, all I do know is that was the longest time from the ball released out of the hand, so the clock hitting triple zero uh, that I've ever seen. Right. If that, that was a buzzer beater extension, I don't know about all that. But, yeah, so sometimes this does happen. Sometimes things get done, and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, hey, we did finish this off. And By the uh, way. That's what happened here. Yeah, I um, that's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't stayed healthy and at times has been very uneven in his play. And, and I say that with full recognition of the cap is going up and mm-hmm. all the things that we say kind of ad nauseum on the program here. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it's bad by any means. I just think, you know, 20, let, let's call it 24 ish million in that range. Um, that is that it just feels like a lot of money for uh, DeAndre Hunter, all things considered. I'm a little worried this one might go sideways on the Hawks. Okay, so you're a little bit concerned. I'm I'm mostly okay with it when I look at this deal, but I'm I'm fairly high on him and his potential, and I probably am downplaying the injury issue a, a bit there. But when I look at this, I think about what he could be over the life of that that contract, and I think he's got real upside here, particularly uh, as a defensive wing. So I'm okay with it, but uh, apparently the Hawks were fine with, with this deal for, uh, for DeAndre Hunter and, and came to terms on an agreement. Would you rather, like, would you rather them have not come to terms on an agreement and just head into the season with this kind of stuff up in the air? Or would you like, if you're the Hawks, what's better going that route or doing this deal? No, for sure. And that's a great way to put it is what well, what's you know, for the Hawks because they obviously know DeAndre Hunter far better than we do. And if they thought like, hey, if this is hanging over him all year, it's not going to go well. It's going to go really poorly and he's not going to play well and he's going to be in his head and all these other things. Um, then sure, did get it done. I just, I guess for me is, I don't, it, was he going to play so great that there was going to be a lot more money waiting for him? Uh, as a free agent, that's a deep team where a lot of guys need shots. A lot of guys need touches, you know, whether it's you know, young and now DeJounte Murray and John Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich when he eventually gets back and you want to make sure Clint Capella is involved and those kind of things. Um, I just don't know that he was going to have a breakout that was going to cause you to go to, you know, 30 million a year. I, I don't think that was going to happen. So, you know, you, you probably could have waited because if he had, a poor year, an injury-filled year. Maybe you get him in restricted free agency for 17, 18 million a year instead of going up into the 23, 24 range. But you know, there, it sounds like there are some incentives in there and those kind of things. All around, it's fine. I'm not gonna, you know, 
beat on this one too bad just because sure. you know, with where the cap's going, I think it's fine. I do find it interesting that Grant Williams' value now to me, he did not get an extension. He talked at length today with the media at shoot around before their first game about why he didn't. And basically in a lot of words, he said, we just couldn't agree. But he did also say as a VP of the players union, I find it very important that I don't take undervalued deals that I make sure, you know, I'm doing what's right because I, you know, what I do represents the, the league as a whole. And I want to make sure I take, care of everybody i think now we're really seeing his value is going to lie somewhere between this hunter extension and brandon clark um my guess is the celtics were far closer to brandon brandon clark and williams probably wanted i don't know if it's quite as much as hunter got but probably just below that and that's you know where where it comes in you know a little bit of a challenge and i fully will recognize too that where a player was drafted does uh impact these things at times even if maybe it shouldn't but DeAndre Hunter is going to be 25 this year. That's, you know, I, I don't know how much more development there, there is to come. And then I look at like what Keldon Johnson got, who was drafted far later, but Keldon Johnson only got, you know, 74 million over four years. So I, I like Keldon Johnson better than all of those guys. And I think the Spurs got him on, you know, in the end, that's going to end up, the max deals are different, right? Jaws, yeah. Ion, Darius Garland. It's a whole different thing. Um, but for guys who signed non-max, it's hard to imagine anybody is going to get a better value than what the San Antonio Spurs got for Kelvin Johnson on his. That's team. a good point. That's a good point. In the context of that Spurs deal for Kelton Johnson, I think I do like that. I, I think I like Kelton Johnson just in a vacuum better than DeAndre sure. Hunter as well. Yeah. And to get him on that price tag, that's uh, that's that's either a really good deal or DeAndre Hunter is a, is a bad deal. I think it's probably, I mean, I guess both could be true, but sure. I think it's probably the former where the Spurs just got a steal and then DeAndre Hunter, we'll see what, how he ultimately shakes out. I, I think you do have a point though. He could be, you could be buying closer to his ceiling here, but I also think that the bit about Grant Williams not getting his deal um, and part of that being that he didn't want to set a low market for his peers. I think that's something that's important. We've heard LeBron talk about this in the past as well, about yeah. essentially if, if you, if you take a, below whatever below market value is perceived to be deal and you are you are then setting the stage for other players around the nba to do the same thing particularly for someone like lebron with that kind of standing but even grant williams can do that where other teams will say well look this guy got this much so therefore this is your value um yep. we do see that effect take place around the nba so yeah without a doubt yeah, every team uses the this guy took less to their uh, advantage, and every team's going to be using this guy got more from the agent side to their advantage. So right. you know, it's just it's it's how the game is played. But yeah, I, I don't want it to come off that I hate this extension by any means because it's it's not that. I think it'll end up ultimately being fine just for a team that's getting increasingly expensive. It just felt a, a little weird that they locked in now, but it, it it'll probably be fine. I hope it certainly hope it ends up being right. great. Right, I hope he is fully healthy this year really plays well and he did show signs last year i think he did tick up to yeah he's at 38 percent from three so there, there are signs that he's starting to figure things out a little bit more but you know if, if your goal is three and d player 20 plus million a year that's you know i don't know it's all going to be reframed anyway in the next couple of years of what these guys are worth so we'll we'll, we'll figure that out as we go but right now it feels just a little bit rich I also think in the context of the Andrew Wiggins deal, like Andrew Wiggins, yeah. 14 million over the life of the contract. I'd say, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is probably more than 14 million over the life of the, life of the contract, better than. How DeAndre crazy. Hunter. 
is that right? right? That like we were on Wiggins max extension. Everybody's like, Oh no, what happened is rookie scale max. And right. remember there was a point where that deals untradeable and we all know no well, deals he, untradeable. He, he fit. He found a way yeah. to fit. Yep. That's it. Yeah. You find, find your home. And I think that's part of why too, where so many people like, why did he take less? Well, he found his place. Right. And, yep. and he feels really good there. And you know, he, he's going to kind of be the guy. Plus Kevin Pelton was the first one. I saw the point of this out. I'm a VSPN. So he'll be 32 at the end of it. So he can, you know, very easily, you can see him getting another, you know, good size deal if he wants. Plus, I mean, at some point there is to some extent, like how much do, do you need? You know, you've already made hundreds of millions, you know, uh, how many you know, more hundreds of millions do, do you need? Says the guy who will never make a hundred million, <laughs> but that's all good. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about some injuries. We got uh, your big man, Robert Williams, got a PRP injection. What's the prognosis there for for him, and how soon can he be back for the Celtics? Yeah, talked to someone with the team today, and they said no change in the the timetable that they gave, which is essentially right around the first of the year. It was an eight to twelve week initial timetable for Robert Williams. He had the surgery um, in the uh, tail end of September, so a lot of people were thinking, "All right, well, that's Thanksgiving or Christmas." But I think the reality is the Celtics are they're going to take it slower with him this time around. Um, they'll still be in the regular season. They I think they feel like they, we don't need to get him back on the floor because playoff games and i thought the reporting around this was a little weird and i fully recognize nobody from that new show web show i, I don't know what what to call that new fan duel show wrote the tweet but the tweet sent people into a panic because the tweet that came out today was you know shams is saying he'll be you know maybe back in the second half of the year and Shams himself in the thing basically said, yeah, you know, they're still thinking you know, around the you know first of the year, sometime December, January. So it just, you know, it's one of those things where watch the videos if they're there, read the actual full quotes if they're available to you, because that'll help you out. Because I had a lot of panicked uh, uh, messages on my timeline this morning. I'm like, wait, Rob might not be back. Like, yeah. you know, he will be like we, we all know he's he's going to be back. So because second half of the year for NBA, that, that means post all-star break. That's usually what, what we yeah, think. Of. So then, think through, yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're talking like end of February, maybe into March. Yeah. And that, that's very different than December, January, obviously. Yeah. I, I think they the were NBA thinking calendar. more second half of like second 41 games. And that right. is, you know, first of the year ish in that sure. range. But yeah, I do think Boston is going to be very careful with them. I don't know that we can count. Eight weeks, I think, is out because that would be Thanksgiving. That's a roughly a month from now, a little over a month from now. I don't even think 12 weeks is real. I think it's probably going to be more in like the 13, 14 range because I think they're really going to take their time, make sure he feels really, really good. We might even get one of those. He's been practicing for three weeks before he actually returns just because I think that's where this is headed is. Let's be really sure on this because he's obviously a wildly important player to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of important players. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another big, Jaron Jackson Jr. Making progress, heading towards playing five on five. I don't think that means we're going to see him back anytime soon, soon, but still this is good news that he is, that he is making progress. Incredibly talented young player, big piece to the Grizzlies. Uh, they'll have Brandon Clark filling in in the meantime, and we'll see what he can do there. But, uh, but Jared Jackson Jr. Getting closer to playing five on five, which is good news. Yeah. Huge for the, for them. And he recently said in a media availability that he was ahead of schedule and he felt like he'd be back sooner uh, than what people said. And then the team was kind of like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like let's settle down here. Like, cause I think people were like, wait, you create expectations. Yeah, exactly. You want to kind of, you know, calm, calm people down. But yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think now we're thinking, you know, maybe again, maybe in that Thanksgiving or a little later range uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr. It's huge. I'll also say this with the Grizzlies. Keep an eye on Santi Aldama, a late first round pick a couple years ago. They really like him. He's going to play a lot while Jackson is out and he may have a chance to lock down a kind of permanent rotation role. And they, they really like him. He was great in summer league. He you know, was really that second year player that showed up to summer league and very quickly was like, all right, this guy's probably doesn't really need to be here. That's how good he looked. Okay. Well, somebody certainly to keep an eye on. Uh, we do have a, a plethora of injury updates to bounce around from. So rather than go player, player by player here, uh, let's, let's do them in bulk. Uh, injury updates around the league. Yeah, so one of the cool things that the league did now was they kind of put this um, uh, roster thing out. And one of the things is it's a little – uh, clunky because then people think that there is an injured list there isn't in the nba there's just the inactive list guys are just made inactive by game um but here here's who's out to start the regular season at least uh we know danilo gallinari probably out for the year uh robert williams out obviously um initially we talked a lot about him for the brooklyn nets seth curry and joe harris are both out two very important players uh, for the Nets. Both are uh, still recovering from off-season surgeries. Harris has had some foot soreness after his ankle surgery, so it sounds like it's in a different part, but maybe related. And then Curry, after his ankle surgery, is coming back, is still not back. And then TJ Warren, too. They basically kind of said he's on the shelf. And I'm going to go back to remember in the off season, how much we were like, why is nobody signing TJ Warren? Right. Like yep. what is going on? Starting and then I time. had gotten some Intel where it was like, teams were worried that he wasn't going to be ready. And, and all we're hearing is sometime I, I want to say, uh, Steve Nash said, we'll reevaluate in November. So that says, you know, that he's not ready, but Harrison Curry are big misses for the Nets to Absolutely. start off the year for sure. Um, that, you know, especially, you know, if you're going to be playing Simmons and clocks, then you need shooting around those guys uh, for the Toronto Raptors, uh, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, will miss the start of the year. He's been dealing with a hamstring issue. We know Lonzo Ball is out for the Bulls. We don't have any kind of return time uh, for him. Um, Ricky Rubio on the shelf for the Cavs. We knew this going in. Uh, he's going to be out for a little while with uh, the, as he recovers from the torn ACL. Um, as we keep moving down the list, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, the big one is Chris Middleton. 
Uh, news broke yesterday that he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, so we don't really have a full firm timeline. This is not the knee injury. This is a wrist uh, surgery he had in the offseason that he's recovering from. He had the knee injury uh, against the Bulls in the playoffs and then missed the rest of the playoffs. This is from a wrist surgery that he had in the offseason. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, with him, Joe Ingles obviously recovering um, with uh, – uh, from the torn ACL, they're expecting him first of the year-ish is when he may play. And then Pat Connaughton, a key rotation guy, is going to be out for uh, for a little while. He's going to sort calf um, that he has. So thoughts on that one? The Bucs are they're pretty thin on the wing to open the year. Yeah, without Middleton and Connaughton, that's, those are some big losses for them. Again, th- this is the long game for them. Yeah. I'm sure they're not going to rush these guys back or anything like that. But um, that is going to be tough. And then and then the Nets as well, losing Curry uh, – that's and losing Joe Harris again, like you said, the shooting is really, really important to have around Ben Simmons, to have around Claxton. That's those are some big losses, even though those those aren't like the big names associated with with that franchise. Yeah, for teams that especially expect to be title contenders, um, that's big. And, and I think there's enough good teams this year. You you don't want to fall too far behind early. Um, as you're chasing. Uh, keep, keep moving on. Atlanta, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich out to start the year. He's recovering from off-season knee surgery. Um, sounds like maybe in the next few weeks um, we'll, we'll see him. LaMelo Ball from Charlotte. Uh, we, we talked about this one already pretty in-depth, but just a reminder, he's been shut down with, uh, with a grade two ankle sprain, so we won't see him uh, for a little while. Orlando is dealing with Markel Fultz. He's got a broken toe. Uh, he's probably going to be back first of all their guys. Gary Harris had a knee surgery. Um, sounds like he's not too far away. And then Jonathan Isaac, we don't really know. We just know he's not playing yet. They, they yeah. kind of left it as we'll see, um, you know, with Jonathan Isaac um, at some point, he's just working on rebuilding his strength. Uh, there's been a lot of videos of all three of those guys doing stuff. So uh, we'll see, but sometimes those videos can be a little you get excited and then it doesn't come to fruition. And then yeah, the last you guys look a little different in workouts against a chair exactly. than they do an actual real <laughs> NBA action where you suddenly have to react and cut and, and all that kind of did, stuff. Did you just work in an easy on Leon? Uh, That's right. I did. Through. That's right. Well done. Well <laughs> you done, know it, man. Chairman <laughs> Yee. Um, yeah, with that. Yeah. It's, uh, um, in Washington, last team in the East, Corey Kisper is out to start the year. Um, I know people think this probably isn't a big deal, but it kind of is. He, he was one of the better shooters on that mm-hmm. roster. He was going to get minutes because of that. Um, and he's just, you know, again, second year guy, young guys missing time early on the magic though. Good news. Jalen Suggs is going to be back and he's going to play uh, opening right. night um, after that preseason knee injury. So we feel pretty good about where that is. Um, flipping over to the West. Davis Bertans is out early for Dallas. He, he's working through some knee soreness. Um, that's the only real one there. Uh, we already talked about Jaron Jackson Jr., Danny Green. Uh, obviously, he's uh, still on the roster. Uh, they think he's going to get back at some point. That was a very late ACL tear for him. It happened in the playoffs. So he's going to have to make it back in under a year to have an impact. But Danny Green is also, I don't think, he's thinking the long game anymore in his career. I think it's probably more of if I can get back and help this team in the next year uh, in, in this season in a playoff run, well, let's get that done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about, you know, he, he doesn't have a whole lot of a, a lifespan here left in the NBA anyway. So if you've got a chance to get back on the floor, then he's going to do that. 
Yep, uh, flipping to New Orleans, Kerry Lewis Jr. recovering from his own torn ACL. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. Jackson Hayes has a torn ligament in his elbow. Uh, same injury Paul George had last year, so he's on the shelf for probably at least another week or two. Uh, there, good news on the injury front in San Antonio. Uh, both Keldon Johnson and Josh Primo made it back uh, from their preseason injuries, so they'll both be available to play opening night in Denver. It sounds like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. will be ready to go, despite limitations in the preseason but it sounds like they're both going to be on the floor uh, to open the preseason minnesota carl anthony towns is back he played he's healthy he's ready to go after kind of a scary uh illness um early in the year continuing with the good news in oklahoma city shea gilders alexander back uh will be available opening night we weren't sure that was going to happen uh for him coming off an injury in portland gary payton the second is going to be out to start the year he had the same um injury and surgery that Damian Lillard had. So he is going to be out for, for at least, at least a little bit um, to, to open the year in Utah. seems like they're fully healthy now with the exception of Yudoka as a It sounds like he's going to be out at least to start the year warriors. They're just dealing with a couple bumps and bruises. Um, Andre Iguodala and Patrick Baldwin Jr. No, I was not trying to be funny um, on that one um, there, uh, but those two, two are just, you know, it sounds like they're more questionable side uh, for opening night. Clippers coming in fully healthy, uh, ready to go with their full thing. And then I'll let you do the run through the Lakers ones because I know there's a couple uh, we got there. Did you see the um, the the quote by Steve Kerr that he's not going to have his guys play more than 30 minutes yes. because they're not in shape? Yeah, I did see that. I saw that. I was like, wow, that's an interesting place to start to start the season from. But, you know, the Warriors, they're worried about the long game and everything. So I get that part, but just just not just not normally something you hear about a coach coming into the first game of the season. Well, we're not in shape, so I'm not even going to play our guys all that much. Something to keep an eye on with them, the Wizards, the Hawks, and the Bucks. They all made those long preseason uh, trips to uh, the, the Warriors and Wizards to Japan and then the um, the, the Bucks and uh, Hawks to Abu Dhabi. Just something to keep an eye on if they are a little slow out of the gate. Sometimes there there is a real hangover sometimes from those trips, even though they did them very early in the preseason at, you know, by the time we roll around, it's it's really only going to have been about you know two three weeks uh, since then. So just something to keep an eye on. But hey, go ahead and hit us with the Lakers injury updates. Sure. So right now, Lakers fans are losing their minds. I put out a tweet that said that listed LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, all listed as probable by the Lakers, and people are beside themselves. We tend to be a very rational bunch. I I promise. Not usually, but um, but. <laughs> People are very, very upset uh, at this. Look, Russell Westbrook had a hamstring issue in the final preseason game, so he's going to be listed as – that's going to be on the injury report. Anthony Davis is dealing with some lower back tightness. That's going to be on the injury report. They're playing. We already know Russ is playing. We've seen Anthony Davis. There's Lakers put out footage of him dunking in their last practice in a scrimmage session. They're not going to put him in a scrimmage session if he's not going to play in the game. They're playing. You don't need to panic. LeBron is on the injury report with a – sore foot he was on the injury report basically all year last year the lakers just put him on the injury report every single time and it always worries people he always plays i don't i haven't gotten clarification as far as why they put him on there every single time but i really think it's just so makes it that much easier to load manage him just to be able to say oh yeah see he's been dealing sure. with whatever for for a while so i'm not worried about those three guys dennis schroeder out uh, did have ligament surgery on his thumb, and so he's out uh, reevaluated in three to four weeks. 
Then you've got uh, the surprise from yesterday was Thomas Bryant, uh, who has a sprained thumb. He is out for the game against the Warriors. We did not know about that one. Don't know when it happened. It's just like, hey, surprise, this happened, and now he's out. Uh, and then Troy Brown Jr. has been dealing with a back issue, didn't participate in training camp, so we knew, we've known for... If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. A couple weeks that he was not going to play opening night, but he is making progress and sounds like he's getting closer to a return. I think those last two are maybe a little bit more important than I think some people may fully realize um bryant is one of only two true centers on the yep. roster right with him and damian jones i and i know ad the, that that was what prompted me to be like i don't really like the stuff i'm hearing out of the lakers because it was i'm paraphrasing but it's like fine i'll play center if i have to but i really don't want to which again no surprise right we've yep. known this for you know Going back to when he was with the Pelicans, he didn't want to play the five. Um, my thought was going into the year, I think in most matchups, they would have liked to have gone something like a 20-28 split with 20 for Jones, 20 for Brian, and AD plays eight minutes, you know, maybe last four minutes of each half or something at the five. If Brian's out, you got to get those minutes at the five somewhere. Maybe Wendy Gabriel gets get some run or Good. something that you know wasn't necessarily planned. And then uh, the Brown one, I think, is just interesting because he's the only guard wing with real size that, that they have right right now on the roster. So I thought, you know, that was a little interesting at least there, but Hey, maybe it opens a few minutes for, for my guy, Matt Ryan to get, get, get on the floor and uh, knock down some shots. It, it very well could. I also think we're going to see more minutes for one Toscano Anderson as a, yes. as a result, but uh, it's, he's making progress. So it sounds like a return's not too far off for Troy Brown jr. Yeah. But they're just not ready to put him out there just yet. Yeah, I think um, Toscano Anderson may see some of those backup five minutes too. Just kind of go do your thing, run around and play with a good energy. And that may be where it is. And you know, with the Warriors, you're it's well, I guess gonna be not, right? I was gonna say they do have Wiseman now coming they have in. Wiseman, yep, they've got Looney and Wiseman. So it's a little so you... bit different than, than it was in the last couple of years where it was yep. they were masquerading different guys at the five out there and you could get away with playing a smaller guy. That that will be kind of fun to watch uh, later right. tonight. All right, finishing out the injuries. Um, not an injury, but Jay Crowder 
uh, not with the Suns, not playing with the Suns. Other than that, they are uh, pretty healthy. Dario Sarge back, and uh, we'll, we'll play for them. And then with the Kings, uh, we'll see. We don't have definitive word, but Keegan Murray uh, was dealing with some health and safety protocol stuff uh, at the end of last week and uh, to open this week. So we'll see if he's ready to go or not. But everybody else, good to go in Sacramento. So, you know, mixing good news and bad news to, to open the air. But it's, you know, let's knock on wood now and hope everybody is uh, gets at least at least through the next little bit, uh, you know, healthy. And we're, we're able to see these teams as we envisioned um, on the floor together. That's uh, that's true. Yeah, let's hope that they finally switched off the injuries for this NBA right. season. Uh, last thing we've got. Yeah, not a fun It story. just doesn't stop with the Hornets this year. I, I feel for them. Yeah. Um, James Booknight uh, charged with a, a DUI. If you read any of the details on it, it uh, doesn't sound like a great situation. Uh, you're already dealing with the Miles Bridges situation. You're already, already dealing with losing LaMelo Ball. Now they've got this. I'm not going to say this is the straw that breaks the camel's back and the Hornets just say, that's it. We're tanking and, you know, and, and makes these big moves or something. But we talked about this the other day. They could be a team to watch to make some kind of a uh, early on, some kind of a move to offload talent and do what they can to bottom out while, uh, while LaMelo Ball is out and they're dealing with these other issues. Yeah. In, you know, on their good news front, Gordon Hayward looks like he's going to be ready to go after missing time in the preseason. His, but his yeah, hair is not. No, God, what a Did you what see a that? what a disaster that is. Um, yeah, that's an absolute mess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on the book night situation, he has a little bit of a history now, too, going back to college. Um, he had some troubles too. So that's something to keep an eye on there. You know, teams I think are trying to be um a little less uh tolerant, I guess, at times and then draw a little bit more of a hard line with some of the stuff uh, for what it's worth. He practiced yesterday. He was not a va- made available to the media, but then Steve Clifford uh, basically said, you know, I'm not going to comment because it's all still ongoing. We'll, right. we'll, yeah, we'll let you know when we let you know, which is the right approach for the coach. It's probably not really his place to to be the one out there. So often these coaches end up being the organizational mouthpiece because they're the ones talking to the media every single day. Um, and that's not always the right place for them to be. So not great. You know, and for him too, man, dude, get it together because you have a real opportunity to play and play a lot, especially while LaMelo Ball is out. Um, there, there's minutes available in Charlotte and you're kind of, you know, uh, maybe putting yourself in a bad spot here to blow an opportunity when you weren't all that good as a rookie and you need, you need to get on the floor and really uh, show people some stuff. So hopefully you can get it, get things figured out and turn things around and get it, get it head back, headed back in a good direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hope so. All right. I, I think that about does it for today. I'm going to go start mentally preparing for all the basketball that we're going to watch watch this evening. Uh, but we made it. We made it through the offseason. We made it through preseason. It. The regular season is here. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And just going forward, future. Um, well, obviously, we'll be news notes focused. Any transactions will be super focused on those, um, as we always are. But we'll just be talking ball with you guys. Uh, yep. Go going forward. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get our recording schedule hammered out. It's going to be a little bit weird because I have my entire uh, family and extended family coming to visit. Great timing on this uh, trip here uh, to to Central Florida. And if, uh, if if you live in Central Florida, there's tends to be a reason people come here to visit, and it tends to keep you a little busy and running around. So, uh, but but we'll figure it out. We'll get we'll get our shows in and all that good stuff. And we have a lot of fun, man. I think this has the potential to be an absolutely outstanding season just because there's Agreed. so much parody in the league i think it's going to be a really fun night tonight to watch it's going to be a blast I oh can't we didn't do wait. our picks oh 
We, I totally forgot. Yeah. All right. Who's your okay. MVP? Uh, my MVP. So I've been wanting to lean towards Luca. I think I even officially picked him somewhere. I've done a bunch of these these rankings, but <laughs> right? I think I picked him picked him somewhere. I think I picked Giannis somewhere as as well. I put on my Substack though. I put down my my sleeper here, Zion Williamson, as right. my as my like sleeper it. for MVP. I've got the Pelicans making a big push up the West, and if so, they're going to get some buzz. And if Zion can stay healthy, he can put up the stats requisite to make an MVP push. So I know that's not really an answer. If I had to bet, if I had to put money on it, I'm going to go back to Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and go with him. But I kind of feel like Zion, if this is the season that he finally stays healthy, he's going to get his name in that conversation. Yeah, I, you know, I went back and forth and I said, Giannis, Jokic, Joel Embiid, you know, I think they've been arguably the three best guys the last few years in the league. And I look at it and I say, are the Bucs going to play Giannis enough? You know, and and, and they're not going to play him 40 minutes in a game in Orlando on a Tuesday in January, right? It's just not going to happen. Um, Jokic, I worry, you know, we know voter fatigue is a real thing. Um, it does creep in. Uh, that leans me towards maybe Embiid, but I worry, what if Embiid has one of those years where he only plays 60 games? Is that going to be enough? He's got the narrative of just missing that's, last year, right? Like, that's part of this. Yeah, if if if... If I had faith he would play 70 games, I think I would pick Joel Embiid and I'd feel really good about it. Um, but because I don't have that faith, I, I picked the Celtics to win it off. They're going to be that as good a team as I think they can be. Jason Tatum's going to make that leap. This homer. Year. And I th- it might be a homer pick and it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to stand by it. Um, I, think, I think he also is going to get some carryover from the playoffs where – one of the stories that came out of the play postseason for the Celtics was, man, Jason Tatum's really good on defense. Now, if you watch all the time, you know this, right? We knew this as Celtics fans. It was one of the, probably the best parts of his game coming in as a rookie. But what he did last year in the postseason really made, I think, a lot of people take notice. If he can nudge those assists up over five a game, get up around eight, nine rebounds, I think he's probably going to be up in the high 20s, maybe even uh, tick over 30 in uh, scoring. I, I think he's got a chance. And, and I think I think we're going to see Giannis not play enough, voter fatigue on Jokic, and Bede might miss some time. And then I think that opens the door for somebody else. My other pick, though, would be Luka. I just think he has a chance. But I think Dallas might finish a little too low that's the problem. in the standings. Yeah, yep. that's my worry there. All right, who's your rookie of the year? Uh, so let me just throw in on the, the Tatum thing. I also sure. think from this perspective, he's he caught a lot of flack in the finals. And so in terms of who's going to be the most motivated during the season, yeah. I think that's going to provide a, a nice chip so. on his, on his yeah. shoulder. So I think that's going to be a thing too. Uh, and then you said what, rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm going, it's boring, but because he was the number one pick, but I'm going with Paulo Bancaro. You know, I yeah, think there's, there's arguments you can make for other guys. I like Keegan Murray a lot and everything, but I look at just the opportunity that Paulo's going to have. Um, it's going to be tremendous. And I think he's going to prove why he was the number one pick, even with that, that epic all-time great swerve that the Orlando Magic pulled. <laughs> I, I just I think he's going to going to get it, even if it is kind of chalked because he was the, the top pick. Yeah, I think a lot of times rookie of the year comes down to stats, who puts up the best stats. I think Ben Carroll will. I will say this if the Kings can break through and get into the playoffs. And Keegan Murray, if they do that, Keegan Murray is going to be a big part of it. 
he will also then likely put up very good stats. So I may go with Keegan Murray as my dark horse. And that's not even really fair because it's not really a dark horse. But he's my like backup. If that, all that happens, then I think he will win. But I'm picking Bancaro as well. Um, no slight to Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, handful of other guys. I think they're all going to be great. I think this rookie class is going to be fantastic. I just think Bancaro is going to he's going to play a big role. He's going to do a whole lot. He's going to pile up a bunch of stats. And ultimately, that tends to be what wins rookie of the year. Let me let me ask you this. If Chet Holmgren was healthy, would Ben Carroll still be your pick? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I'd probably put Chet third just because I think there's a lot of other guys who are going to do a lot on that OKC team too. I think he was the right pick for them. I think he's going to be very, very good. But Shea's going to have the ball a lot. Giddy's going to have the ball a lot. Uh, they've got a lot of guys who I was going to say who shoot that they, they, which is what they do. They just don't make a lot, but they do shoot a lot. So, you know, that that's going to happen there as well. So, yeah, I, I think um, I, I would have had him behind Van Carroll and Mari still just situationally. I just wonder, you know, he does so many things. We saw it in summer league when he was playing. He did so many things that are highlight worthy that will pop and show up on, on ESPN and places it's like true. that. that yeah, I yeah. wonder if that would have would have been a factor in his. Uh, yeah, he does have more of a highlight built game than, right. than those other two guys. But yeah, I I just you know I mean Baker and Mario were kind of my two favorite guys throughout the draft uh, process leading up to. I, I thought everybody kind of landed where they should have uh, team wise. I thought everybody went to the right teams and the best fits for them. I just yeah, I, I give me those two guys right now. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. I'm right That's there with it. you. We both picked Ben Carroll, so. Uh, I think that about does it for today. Again, make sure you are subscribing right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.